Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the host never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Raz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, the Dental Advice Show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, have you ever had to call the police on a patient at your office? Uh, I didn't, but my front desk did. Yeah. <laughs> when was this? About 15 years ago. Okay, what happened? Well, we had a guy who... Um, it ends up he was a drug dealer. She was getting nervous about he right. was not happy with something, but she went straight to straight to calling the police. Didn't go the normal escalation, um, but okay. the police did know the guy's name and know him and things. So <laughs> she wasn't totally wrong, <laughs> but uh, I did feel bad for him because he just was questioning. I know the guy's name. Do you mean that like, oh yeah, Brandon, he's a great dude. Uh, well, Oh, the first part, yeah. Or, or more like, oh, yeah, Brandon, guy, he's we're aware a of drug him. dealer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's a known he's a known uh, individual. Yeah. yeah, he was. We had to call the cops today. Did you? Oh, God. So we had, I, it's, this, guy, this guy's not even my patient. Okay. That's... He came to me like in 2019 with a broken premolar, and I took it out, emergency basis. Okay. And... He had his husband with him, and his husband was like, um, he hates his smile, and we want to fix it. And I looked, and there's just okay. a bunch of wear. Like, a more disproportionate, more wear, probably two to three millimeters worn off his incisors, and a little flattening okay. of the cusps in the back. But he had compensatory eruption, and so it's like, listen, there's okay. two ways you can fix this. Either number one is for me to restore the whole arch, and you have crown lengthening, and then I restore the whole arch. Yeah. Uh, or number two is we can do some, I can get you to an orthodontist, you can intrude your, your incisors. Mm-hmm. I can do a little bit of composite on your back teeth to build those cusps back up and then just do anterior ceramics. It's a much easier way to go. It's much more affordable. It's much con- more conservative. It's a much better treatment. It's what I would do if it was me. Okay. This is what you should do. Okay. So then he ends up like going to see um, my neighbor, who's also a dentist, and, and Brad's a good dude, and I like Brad. Brad's a member of Funny Shit. Mm. Um, he lurks more than he posts, but he's a good guy. Okay. Um, and so Brad texts me. He's like, hey, I got this guy that saw you once for an extraction, loved you, but somehow he's at my office. I basically told him the same thing you did. Cool. No skin off my back. I don't care. Lots of teeth. Doesn't bother me. Sure. He ends up going into ortho. And then in December, he's on my schedule for like a second opinion. I'm like, ah, what is this? Okay. So I go in and he's just moaning about the ortho. He's like, I don't even know if the orthodontist is real. I've never actually seen him. I know all this is false. I know he's actually seen the orthodontist. Okay. Bullshit. Um, um, they didn't tell me how to do the aligners. You, you fucking wear them, buddy. You put them on. That's how you do them. Uh-huh. There's um, no method. You know, yeah, he's just, so he's just, he has all these complaints. He's like, I want to stop the orthodontics. He's like, listen, that'd be a real bad idea. You're already like in and going. You've already paid for it. Like, what's yeah. just finish? Like, well, I have an issue with the orthodontist. All right, cool. I'll call the orthodontist office. I will have them set an appointment for you to sit and speak with the orthodontist for 20 minutes so you guys can get on the same page and everything's good. So I call the, the treatment coordinator at the orthodontist, tell him all the things that he complained about. She's like, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll get him set up. Doctor, sit down with him, get him all taken care okay. of. Later on that day, I get a phone call from the treatment coordinator saying, just FYI, um, the patient just called, terminated his contract, and we refunded his money. Wow. Cool. All right. I'm done. I've never seen you for a comprehensive exam. I've never done anything on you, but I saw you once in an emergency, once in a second opinion. I gave you my opinion, and you immediately went against it. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, like there is no, you are not my patient. Okay. I'm, if there's not a comprehensive exam, there's there's no you're not my patient. Okay. How do you, you, are you cool with that? Uh, I think from a legal standpoint, the fact that he, if we have a health history there, I, and a limited exam, 
he's a patient to some degree, but it's arguable. But I'm not. I'm under no, no. obligation. No, you haven't. You're to, not mid treatment. You're not to treat yeah. him. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I've not. I've done nothing on him. Yeah. So he comes today. First off, just walks in like, bro. There's no walk-ins right now. No. There's this thing called COVID. No. By the way. Yeah. That, um. Even before COVID, to I fucking seen. hate walk-ins. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, even before that, it's not. <laughs> I can't walk in to get my fucking haircut. Right. Yeah. Which is just show up at the fucking dentist. Come on. Yeah. Um, demands to be seen, and my office manager's like, "I'm sorry, but Dr. Austin's not accepting your case. Like you, he told you what to do, and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like, we're not seeing you. Yeah. So he's like, "I demand to be seen," and she's like, "I, we're not seeing you." He's like, "Well, you're gonna have to call the police to get me to leave." <laughs> cool. Hold my beer. Say no more. <laughs> That's exactly what we will do. Uh-huh. So Lorraine called the police and they're like, get. And so once she's like on the phone with the police, he finally leaves. The police are like, the 911 dispatch is like, go take a picture of his, of his, um, car, uh, license plate, yeah. whatever. So she goes and does that. He's screaming at her the whole time. <laughs> and it's just like, what? You walk in barking, demanding to be seen. How do you think that's going to go? Yeah, that's, that's a bad method. That's like it's like the person who uh, is on like a, a a nine hour flight that like wants to switch seats with somebody's thing sit next to their wife and you tell them no uh-huh. so now you have to sit next to that fucking person for nine <laughs> hours like it's a miserable nine hours like, it's a bad bad well, way to go if this person gets his way he's eventually going to be in a chair and you're going to have sharp objects do you really want a right. guy it's, with sharp objects mad right. So I tried calling him this afternoon, like after I was done. And meanwhile, I had four rooms going. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't, I, I'm in the middle. I'm like, I had uh, several OBs that were like on the treatment plan for like a 30 minute appointment that all turned into like MOs and yeah. DOs. And so I'm just like, I'm, I'm in the fucking weeds. Yeah. And like, I, and I'm trying to deal with like seating some anterior crowns that like porcelain fused to zirconia and like the, the occlusion is like close to like where the porcelain and zirconia. Right. And so it's like, that's super dicey. Um, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't deal with this guy right now. He's going to have to come back. Like, or I'm going to have to like tell him I'll call him or something. Uh So what finally, like, she's like, we're going to call the police and he leaves. I try call him. He sends me straight to voicemail. So I just send him a, I just email him a letter Uh basically saying like, number one, you can't just show up. This is pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. No one without an appointment walks in the door. Mm-hmm. So that's a non-negotiable, right. number one. Yeah. Number two, I, you're not my patient. I'm not your dentist. Right. I saw you once for an emergency in 2019. I saw you once for a second opinion in 2020 where you promptly did the exact opposite of what I recommended you to do. So there is no like doctor, there's no dentist-patient relationship where I must see right. you. Because he was like spouting off like Texas State Board of Dental Examiner stuff. I was like, that's fine. But you, we do not have a comprehensive care relationship. I've never seen you in that. Yeah. Manner. Okay. So I'm not. Stop saying I'm your dentist. I'm not. I'm not your dentist. Um, number three, I told you what my opinion was at your of, of of your orthodontic treatment, and you promptly did the opposite of what I recommended. Um, number four, because of that choice of you promptly stop doing the opposite of what I said to do, you need to see a prosthodontist because, quite frankly, I, and I didn't put this in the letter. I cannot charge you enough per unit to make it worth my while to open your vertical. It's just not going to happen. $3,000 a unit, $3,500 a unit. Like that's what it would have to take to make it worth my while. Right around $4,000 a unit, I'd probably find a way to take the case on. But I'd have a whole lot of things signed and waivers and. Oh my God. Even. And I'd videotape the conversation. Videotape everything. Oh, fuck yeah. Cover your ass on that one. Um, so then I referred him to, I gave him three choices of process. Uh-huh. Here you go. Yep. Take them. Go see Marcel Alvarez. Go see Rob Laughlin. Go see Maureen Libby. Any one of the three can handle your case easily. They have the skills mm-hmm. to handle this type of situation. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't. So then I text my friend, Brad, <laughs> who lives down the street from me. It's like, Hey, I saw your, uh, I called the cops on your boy today and he knew exactly who I was <laughs> oh, talking about. Okay. So he called me right away. He's like, He's been texting the office number all oh, day. Oh, wow. And like, we just haven't been replying. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, 
you're more on the hook than I am because you saw him for a comprehensive exam. And I never yeah. did. He's like, yeah, but he's failed five hygiene appointments since then. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're, you're, you're totally fine. You're good. So, Jesus, cr- calling the, I, like, why do people make us do shit like that? Like, Because they don't think we really will. Hold my fucking beer, bro. I know. <laughs> Clearly you don't know who we are. <laughs> like, you can't just show up and demand to be seen. You are not my patient. Yeah, I had a patient that, that he didn't like to make appointments. He just wanted to show up. So we just had a standing rule. When he shows up, he doesn't get seen. He can't even wait in the waiting room to long enough to eventually be seen. It's not fucking supercuts, man. No, uh-uh. The, the, was, and, like, if you want that, then, like, go to Aspen. Like, I'm sure yeah. you can get that shit at yeah. Aspen or a place like that. I think that's cool how they, Smiles or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I was walking out to go to lunch one time. He was walking up the stairs as I was going down. He goes, oh, I was just coming to see you. I said, what? We had an appointment? He goes, no. I said, oh, then I wouldn't see you. <laughs> it's fucking lunchtime, yeah. dude. All right. I hate oh. that. It is a pet peeve. It's usually a red flag. I did, if if someone just shows up, it's a, it's the hugest red flag there is. It's just like if you don't respect this relationship enough. The other thing is like normally I don't mind people, but he always called me by my first name, uh, and I it normally doesn't bother yeah. me, but for some reason with him it did. Yeah, um, no, I get that. Sometimes it bothers me, and it's not like I because I demand respect or whatever. It's just the vibe. Yeah, like we are not friends. Right. Yeah. You and I are not friends. Like I took out your fucking number four one mm-hmm. time. That we, that does not make us friends. Yeah, and I didn't even want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. Oh, Jesus. Um, I put in a skice today. A skice? Skice. I am not familiar. Skice is Iva Klar's product. It's been on the, the market in Europe for a while, but it's Iva Klar's. Uh, it's, it just got approved in the United States like at the, at the second half of last year. Um, it's the uh-huh. like the tooth jewel that you like bond on with full bull composite. Oh, Okay, yeah. Is that a young How'd lady? Um, I, I say young lady, she's going to mid-30s, who desperately wanted one on her canine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, I have one. I have a. I there ordered a box of them. They're, they come in a pack of five. I ordered a pack of five like... Really? Oh, I don't know. Months ago, and they've just been sitting on my desk. They, for five skies, it's 75 bucks through Shine. Huh. So the other thing, I didn't know how much to charge. I just ended up giving it to her for free. I was like, let me take a picture of it so I can post it on social. Okay. So uh, and I'll give it to you for free. They're fifty. So the cost is fifteen dollars each. Okay. What would you charge for one? Because you're talking, you got to isolate yeah. it. You got to like you're gonna polish the. It's tube. a half hour of your chair time at least, just because set up take. Yeah, it was like it honestly it was like eight minutes. Yeah, but you you can't schedule on the ten minutes. It's. No, that yeah, that is so, true. That is true. But of my of your time, time, oh yeah, it's gonna be three. It was like eight yeah. minutes because the the assistant pumiced her her tooth uh, before and like picked out where she wanted. Yeah, I probably uh, look at around a hundred bucks, just time and effort. Yeah, I was thinking like one twenty five. Yeah, so, whatever an occlusal filling would be. It was fairly easy, yeah. um, although they're really hard to handle. That's the other thing. Yeah, um, like they're it. hard. They come in like this little, like round, clear plastic dish that like the the lid yeah. pops onto it. Okay, and so you have to get that off without the fucking thing popping out of it. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's a little challenge. But then like you have to get adhesive on the back side of it, and they're like, do not touch the crystal side. Like, do not touch Ugh. it. it. Contaminates it. If you touch it, you got to put it like in an alcohol. It's bath. suddenly three hundred dollars. So it's like it, it, and it's just so, it's small. So it's like just small enough to like pop the fuck out of your cotton forceps. Right. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So it's just like it's very delicate. Yeah. I, I, do you remember those things that they made? I think Ivoclar made them. I forget they're called, but they're like little, um, they're like little brush applicators. But instead of a brush, it's got some yeah, stuff yeah. That like you used to like get an inlay or yep. something like that mm-hmm. in. That would actually work pretty well with this, okay. I think. So I, I may order some of those. To have around. I forget okay. what those are called. Um, but it's like, it just bonds onto enamel with flowable composite. So it's yeah. like a little bit of etch, a drop of, of adhesive, and a drop of flowable in eight minutes. And then you just kind of polish it up afterwards. Okay. So labor, mild, sure. you know, light materials. Yeah. I, I think $125 is kind of yeah, the, I can see that being... the sweet spot. Sure. 
And I guess like when it's time, whenever she wants it off, I guess you just grind the shit out of it with the fine diamond burr and yeah, polish the enamel and you're done. Probably that sounds yeah okay. Hundred bucks, hundred fifty uh, bucks. I it was it was last year at Chicago Midwinter. I think I was there, and um, my friend from Dental Economics, Pam Moragliano Muniz, okay. was there. She's a prosthodontist in Boston, and she's on our DE team. And she was there doing them in the booth. Um, and I joked that oh. I would get one on on my um, on like twenty two or like on uh, twenty eight <laughs> or uh-huh. twenty one. And so she called me on my bluff. She's like, I'll put it on if you show up. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'll do it. And I, and I like actually had every intention on going and it just like timing didn't line up. But thinking about it now, like there was a line of people. There's a line of probably 300 people, all dental assistants and hygienists at the booth trying to get these skies put on. And they were like doing it in a fucking folding chair. You know, there's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody had on any face shields or right. like it, people barely had on eye, eye protection. Like in, in wake of COVID, it just looks like, holy shit, how is this even happening? Right. Uh, we'll never see that again. I, I don't yeah, feel like. I think you're right. Um, but I never ended up getting over there to get it put on. <laughs> I would have gotten it put on and then I would have Take just taken it off as soon as I got right. home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just done it just so like she didn't call me a pussy or whatever. <laughs> Would you ever get a tooth jewel? I'm probably in the same manner that you would have there. Just yeah, just have it on and yeah. take it off as soon as you get home. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't last the weekend. If like Justin Timberlake got one or something like that, I, I feel like we see a rush of men trying to get them done. Of like 24 year old fuckboys that just want to get yeah, like do whatever JT does. Yeah, I think you definitely got to be a soy boy to be going for that. What's a soy boy? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to Google that. It's uh, so much estrogen from eating so much soy that... Uh... Oh. <laughs> no, I, well, I don't want to... No. My thought was like if a big-time male star right. got one put on, I think you'd see more just like cisgendered heterosexual men. It'd probably get us a, a boost. A boost. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with boost. A boost. <laughs> Lancis is an advice show. Uh, okay. Ivo Clark, if you want to sponsor this advice show, we can talk about Skice all the time. Yeah. We're, we're, we will take your money. <laughs> Love what you do in Buffalo. Hey, hey, Buffalo. Let's go Bills. Mom. Go Bills. We, we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want a bunch of boring questions, do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best tooth adornment? Because we all know that DIY braces you buy on Etsy is the greatest tooth adornment of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. I cannot wait to see Skice uh-huh. and CRA. I want to see Gordon's oh, review on, and Gordon's take on Skice. I think he's going to like it so much, he's going to get one on eight. Off his oh, own. my God. If Gordon got a Skice, I would get a Skice. <laughs> For sure. Uh, send that out there. If anybody has any any contacts with Gordon, if anybody knows Gordon, tell him that if he gets Skice on eight or nine, Lance and I'll put Skice on our eight. One hundred percent. That'd be so <laughs> rad. <laughs> Can you just so I, I, like at CR companies go in and pitch uh-huh. whatever their new thing is, right? right? Can you just imagine, like, like George Tasowski and Sashi from Ivoclar, they're pitching, like, all right, here's all our new, here's Tetric Prime, here's Optigloss, here's Helioseal Plus, here's all this, whatever, Zercad Prime, multi-unit, whatever, uh-huh. you know, all the all the new shit that Ivoclar has. Yeah. And then Gordon's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then the very last thing is, oh, and we have these things called Skice. And Gordon just, like, loses his <laughs> shit, like it's the coolest <laughs> thing he ever see, has ever yeah. seen. You just imagine that boardroom, that would be and Gordon is just like super excited and just can't stop raving about Skice. That would be that would raddest. be so cool. Question one: Listener Brad asks, "Difficult situation. I have a family that I really like. Everyone comes to me except the son, who is on state-sponsored dental plan. I don't take it. He had a lot of cavities about a year ago. They paid me cash to fix them, and we did a quadrant." and had three quads to go. They decided they couldn't afford to pay me and went to a dentist who accepted his insurance. I'm not mad about this. I get it. Money's tight for them. Flash forward to today, his mom sends me an x-ray and says that he now needs a root canal on one of the teeth, and she wanted a second opinion. 
I told her I'd have to see him in person to look at what's going on. The rub is that radiographically, my fillings are totally fine, and every single one of the other dentist fillings have failed, including one that indeed appears to need endo, all within 14 months. He's not the greatest brusher, shocking, I know, but this just seems nuts. How do I tell them to stop going to this other dentist? It's sort of a personal rule that I don't throw other dentists under the bus, but I feel as though they aren't doing a great job for this poor kid. Advice. Any tips on talking to patients about other dentists' poor work without seeming like a dick? I I don't know if Lance is the best person. Lance (laughs) doesn't care if he seems like a dick. That's the thing. I'm going to come off like a dick most of the time. (laughs) How about this? This is wild. Uh Uh-huh. Flip the x-rays around and pretend that you're the bad dentist. <laughs> like, what are you coming to me for? I'm the one that fucked this up. Like, this guy is obviously way better than me. <laughs> Look at, here's all. Here's the one I did. Oh, no, that's not looking good. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a good play. <laughs> you don't think that's going to no. You think it's going to no, work? No, that's, uh, nothing good can happen from that one, I think. I sympathize with this situation. Do you or do you not? No, I I honestly do try to follow the same rule. I try not to throw others under the bus. I let them come to their own conclusion. Yeah, I, I like I have a huge monitor and, and I like to bring all the stuff up there and, and ask people what they see. Uh, describe what it is that I see and let them draw their own conclusions. Yeah, I don't narrate it like see my fillings, no decay. See his fillings bombed out. I don't narrate it that way. But usually they can connect the dots and uh, realize that it is what it is. And so, unfortunately, there's no going around it. It sounds like, yeah, the kid needs endo. I'm probably referring Here's it. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the the rub is the is the rest of the family. And, and, and what the first thing he said, I have a family that I really like. Yeah. And so when that's the situation, yeah. sometimes you just got to fucking take one on the chin, which sucks. Um, and you got a quadrant out of like good cash fees or whatever. Right. Um, but at some point, like if they're a good family, right. it might be worth it to just take it on the chin for a couple quads if like, and that's the shittiest work there is. And just, you know, whatever, discount them 50% or whatever it yeah. is. I, this is, was it Brady Smith that said uh, free dentistry and give, give it away? This this is a situation I have given given it away. You know, I've made it thousands My, of dollars on the family. What's what's a couple yeah. hundred bucks here? No, I, I 100% agree with that. And, and here's the problem, though, is that, and I don't want to say this is a problem, um, Sometimes people don't want like a whole fucking video documentary about their free dentistry <laughs> and about like us publicize, publicizing that they needed it, that they needed some help. You know I, what I mean? Just, does that make yeah, sense? I, I would do it for free, but I wouldn't tell anyone. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think what I, I'm not saying that Brad needs to do this for free. What I'm saying is that I think Brad needs to just like, hey, what was your out of pocket for this for this fucking butcher down the uh-huh. street? Okay, you paid how whatever 120, even because even with even with the state insurance or whatever, there's still got to be some out of pocket. There's still probably 128 bucks a quad or something mm. to do those. File it with the insurance out of network. Although if it's state, they may not have out of network benefits. Yeah, I don't think so. Either way, just charge them like 200 bucks. Do the other quads. The endo, you know, the the endo is the hard one because it's like, do you do endo? Do you not do endo? Then about the crown, right. like you start getting in the weeds on that. But handle the endo tooth however is appropriate to handle it. For me, like you said, I would refer the endo out to an endodontist who participates in this state-sponsored endo or state-sponsored plan. Yeah. And then I would put a, a, a really nice buildup in it under a rubber dam and all that shit. Yep. After it's done and kind of leave it there. Because you're not going to put a crown on somebody with like all this active decay right. anyway. So you're going to put a really nice buildup in it. Let that shit simmer. Um, and then do the other quads and just, you just fucking take it on the mm-hmm. chin. But here's what I would tell them. I would say, listen, I love you guys. You guys are great. 
You have a great family. The best family. <laughs> the greatest family. Bigly. It's the Bigly best family. <laughs> um, I'd like to help you guys out. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to charge you X dollars to do this, to do these other quadrants. Uh-huh. Um, in exchange for that, I would like for your son to be, I don't want to schedule him. I would like for him to be a fill-in. So day of nine o'clock patient cancels at eight o'clock and you've got an hour and a half open. You're probably not going to fill that shit anyway. Throw him in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And, and do him as a quick call. And just be like, you know what? Some days it may be one. Some days it may be four. Some days it may be, you know, three. However many teeth we can get to and whatever appointment cancels and I have the time open for, that's what we'll do. And just use them as a quick call. Mm-hmm. And that that's like, then you're like, then you don't have wasted time. You know, yeah, you're, you're, you're not really getting paid for doing what is ostensibly really hard work, which is carries control on somebody with shitty gums, yep. which sucks. Um, but at least you're not like, you're not losing productive time on it. You're just going to plug them in when you're going to have unproductive time anyway. And so it's kind of a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'd try out like any new composite that comes out or whatever. <laughs> this is the fucking kid. I'd try it yeah. on it's a- all, all, all that shit. I mean, none of this, and I'm not saying don't do charity work. That's not where I'm coming from, but none of this really comes up or matters if you don't like the family. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the whole key is that you like the family. Mm-hmm. So you're doing this because you want to help the family and you got to tell them that, um, Hey, I'm, I'm losing money on this. I'm doing this cause I like you guys yeah. and, and I want to help you out. And I don't want you seeing, I don't want to see you guys having to deal with this all the time, yeah. but here's how you're going to make me whole. And that's by not taking up a chunk out of my time that I could be profitable on. So I'm going to put you in spots where I wasn't going to be profitable anyway. Yeah. That's, that's you feel totally that? perfect. That's, that's brilliant. I, I just, as far as like, as far as talking uh, uh, or not throwing the other dentist under the bus or seeming like a dick or whatever, I think what you said is, is the only way you can really do it. You can't in good faith tell them, oh, these fillings are great. Right. <laughs> you can't lie. So you can't do that. Right. But you also can't say, Jesus, that you guy, don't have to, he prays who like, did he try to get you to come over to eat pizza? Like what is happening <laughs> over there? Um, did you, did you fly to Marshall, Texas? Where, 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 where were these feelings sent? I think Brad's in New England. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I I would just say, you know, Hey, here, here's the, here's the thing. You know, it's, it's super easy to play armchair quarterback and, and hindsight's 2020 and say all these things. Like I wasn't in the operatory. I don't know what was happening. You know, it could have been a really, you know, difficult to keep things isolated, whatever, 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 mm-hmm. right? All those sort of, of caveats. But here's the radiographs. Here's what I see. Here's what needs to be done. And here's our plan on fixing it. You can sort of say that. Here's the radiographs. Here's what I see. Here's what needs to be done. Here's our plan. You can say all of those things without saying that old guy sucked. Because yep. it doesn't need to be about the stuff that he did. It needs to be about the needs of the patient now. Exactly. Yeah. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll do do the math. I mean, it has to be, <laughs> the patient knows enough to know, like the rest of the family doesn't go to that fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. They, so they, they kind of know in the back of their head. Yeah. With well, the fact that she's even contacting you, you, it means that she's kind of right. figured yeah, it she out. She already knows. She figured it out. She already knows. So you don't even have, like, Brad, you don't have to seem like a dick because you don't have to actually say anything. Yep. You don't have to say anything about the old guy at all. You don't have to say anything about the old guy at all. Here's what it, here's what the x-rays show. Here's what I see. Here's what needs to be done. Here's my plan. Yep. You can say all of those things can be said without saying jack shit about the other dentist. Just don't let him do any more of these fucking quads. Yeah, yeah just stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Steer clear of that guy. You're fine. Yeah. So just use him as a quick call. Use him to fill in. One day it might like you might just have an hour cancellation and you might get uh, an MO and a DO done on 12 and 13. Yeah. Cool. No, no big deal. And at other points, you may have two crowns that fall off and you have a 90 minutes and you can knock out a whole quadrant. Mm-hmm. You know, you just do it. And like if one day you're doing a couple and you're not feeling it, then fucking fine. You know, hey, we did two more. Cool. Yep. See you again next time. You know, we'll see you in, I'm sure, 
because of fucking COVID, I'll see you later this yep. week because some other <laughs> asshole fell, fell, fell off the schedule. For sure. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, yeah, these situations suck. They do. I hate those. Question two. Listener Russell. I've got a patient who brings in his quote-unquote service dog that is clearly not a service dog. It is simply an old boxer that he dresses up as a service dog. I have been around service dogs before, and this dog (laughs) certainly does not meet the criteria of a service dog. When the patient brings the dog in, he wants to sniff around and and is interested in stuff I would assume that an old dog would be interested in. Now, I really don't care too much because he's a nice old dog and the patient has no issues with dropping a lot of money for treatment being done. He says yes to all the treatment I recommend. All the dog really wants to do is lick my hands, smell me, and then sits in the corner. The patient just wants to have his dog near him when he gets shots. My staff finds this really weird and doesn't want the dog in the office, but I could not care less because he pays his bills. Is it reasonable to allow a dog in the operatory if the dog is well-behaved and the patient is doing work. I'm inclined to say, yeah, I mean, you're paying my bills. You kind of get to, as long as the dog's not one of those slobbery types, a Turner and Hooch kind, and it's it's a... Now, I for one know, Lance, don't give me that shit, because I for one know that you're a, uh, you're a boxer guy. I love my, I loved my boxer, yeah. So don't start like, uh, it's a slobber. Like you, you fucking know the boxer game. Yeah. You know, that boxers are generally all right until they get real hyped up and they start running around. And then it's like, it's fucking Turner and Hoochville. But that's generally only when they get like really excited. Yeah. I running. can't imagine that right. happening in, in the, in the office. So. Right. Yeah. When I first read this question and he said, um, he really just wants to sniff my hands. <laughs> I really thought he was going to say he really just wants to sniff my balls. Um, I like how he says he dresses up the dog like a service dog. It's like it's a fucking Halloween costume. Like you get at the spirit Halloween store. Like, oh, this is a service Uh dog costume. Um, I'm pretty sure you can go on Amazon and just buy a service dog like vest or whatever. I'm I'm pretty sure you could. This doesn't. All right. So I'm a dog guy. I think you're a dog guy. You've had at least one dog in your life. You don't have a dog now, which makes me question you. And your intentions. Yeah, don't trust me. I'm, um, this fucking doesn't bother me one yeah, bit, man. I like if the dog, like if the dog sits in the corner, like he says, like and doesn't make a scene, like he sniffs around twice and then goes and lays in the corner. Yeah, like, they've already established that he does it perfectly. Then, no, that sounds fucking yeah. great, man. I, I've seen. I mean, service dogs. You know. I've had a couple service dogs in my practice and um, they are generally curious about new surroundings for their owner. Uh Right. And so like I've had really well-trained service dogs that are very like command driven and, and do all the stuff and are like through, you know, charities for veterans and stuff like that. And they would kind of sniff around a little bit, just especially the first time they were there, just kind of see, because it's new, sure. you know, it's new for them, and they're they're trying to be like the eyes or or, or the 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 guidance for their 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 owner, yeah. or their master. And I, I don't think that's like just because the dog sniffs around a couple times and like whatever wants to s- make sure Russell is cool and not going to hurt his master. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily feel like that's unwieldy. It's now if like the dog starts humping Russell's leg while he's prepping yeah. an mo, like all right, now we got a fucking problem. Exactly. Here. I, I or do we? I don't know. <laughs> Charge extra for that one. I mean, do you let him finish at that you, you point? If to. the dog starts humping your leg, you just let him go. It's better to just let him finish, Clark. Now, do you change scrubs or do you just walk around with that on your? Got your hopefully, it's in the afternoon. Got your Lewinsky dress. Yes. <laughs> um, this is a badge of honor. Yeah, I think until the dog gives reason to do anything. Yes. Uh I think you're good. So the problem's not with the dog, the problem's with the yeah. team. What are they like all right. What do they want like the dog to carry a fucking badge like he's in the FBI? Yeah. To show that he's a service dog? I what 
Do they want some sort of diploma? Do they want to see, like, was he on the dean's list at whatever fucking dog training school, like, he graduated from? I, what does yeah. the team want? See, I mean, I remember there was a, a thing on the news. One lady, she wanted her service alligator. And I think you you, you <laughs> got to draw a line there. But I think you're safe with a boxer. So airlines just started cutting yeah. off. Many airlines have now cut off, like, the emotional support uh-huh. animal. And that if it's not a true service dog, it, it can't fly. Mm-hmm. And that that's going to be sort of industry-wide here. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, if it's not a service dog, it's got to fly underneath in cargo. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing. Like, do you really want to get it? Like, do, does your team understand that, like, if you get into, like, this pissing match with this guy and be like, I need to see credentials for this fucking dog? Like... You could end up in in some in a little bit of hot water with like the Americans with Disabilities Association, right? Like demanding yeah, think, to see, you yeah. know, it's like if someone parks in a handicapped spot. Do you really want to be the asshole that pulls up and be like, "Can I see your handicap sticker? You look fine to me." <laughs> like that's just a tough look. Yeah, yeah. It- Here's what I would do. I would take some peanut butter. If you know he's coming. <laughs> No, it's not going to go where oh. you think it's going to go. I oh. promise. Okay. All right. You know he's coming. He's on the schedule. He's not going to fucking walk up like a madman uh-huh. and, and just show up for hope <laughs> to get seen. Um, you know he's coming. You want the dog to behave. He wants the dog. Everyone wants the dog to uh-huh. behave. Just whatever corner of the operatory he sits in, just take a little spatula, rub a little peanut butter on the floor, and then that fucking dog's not going to do anything but sit and lick on that floor mm-hmm. for the next hour until they're until he's licked through a layer of the <laughs> of the formica on yeah. the floor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I got that uh, that idea comes from I saw a video where it was like, "Does your dog give you a hard time about trimming its nails? <laughs> Try this hack." And the fucking guy wrapped saran wrap around his head oh, and then smeared peanut I saw butter. That. Yeah. <laughs> you just like let the dog lick the saran wrap peanut butter off uh-huh. your head while you trim his nails. Yep. This is fucking madness. But the same idea kind of applies here. Just like the dog's not going to do anything but play with that peanut uh-huh. butter until the end of the appointment. Everyone's happy. The dog's in the room. Yeah. He, so it makes the patient happy. The guy pays his bill. So that makes Russell happy. The dog isn't like sniffing around or doing anything but sitting in that corner, which makes your team happy. Like everyone fucking wins at that point. Sounds perfect. Or you ever like go to the bank when you had your dog? Uh huh. Did you ever like go to the bank and they would see like the dog in the car and they would send like uh, a little milk bone through the Uh, tube? No, I never had that experience, but I saw it happen. So, yeah, it happens a lot. Um, it happens to us all, all kinds of places. Banks, banks will do it. A lot of drive-through restaurants will do it. Um, trying to think if there's anywhere else. Dry cleaner, like when I go to the dry cleaner, if the dry cleaner can like see through the window and see mm-hmm. if I have one of the dogs in the car, like she'll send, send treats yeah. out. Just have some fucking treats around. Like it's a, you know, you probably have peanut butter. Most dental offices have peanut butter somewhere in the break uh-huh. room. Spread some peanut butter on the floor. And the other thing, like just tell your team, like this is you can't. You can't just go challenging people about things like that. Like you're going to get sued if you do that. Yeah, I. It's a tough look. So, peanut butter it is. Just let the fucking yeah, let the fucking dog lick some peanut butter off the floor. Everyone's happy. Fucking, I'll lick the peanut butter off. Make the it floor. a team sport. I love peanut butter. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fortunately, this doesn't happen often. Yeah. But I'm. I. I I don't, I wouldn't, especially if the dog's behaved, I, I I wouldn't mind it. But you can't have the dog running around and humping shit. And no. I, barking and tearing shit up. Yeah, that's, that's when they've crossed the line. At that point, they're no better behaved than a dental assistant. No. Crazy bitches. That's Lance Timmerman, <laughs> Tuckwilla, Washington, 90734. Yeah. No, we're no, close. No, no. We only got the nine. Okay. <laughs> I, I know that. Question three. Reddit user Miss Allen Seven asks: Dentists didn't clean mouth before placing implant. 
I had an implant placed today for 213. It was extracted and the base was placed about four months ago. About a month ago, they took more impressions and put a healing cap on. Today was the day they actually placed the tooth slash crown part of the implant. I, of course, brushed my teeth before my visit and only had a mint after the long drive to the office. But once I was there, they simply placed, uh, parentheses, screwed, question mark, the implant in without rinsing the area or seemingly doing any sort of cleaning. He filled the access hole thing, uh, and that was it. Is it normal for them to not clean your mouth before adding the implant? Is it not necessary? I've had four failed root canals, and they all needed to be extracted and replaced with implants due to infection. So this is obviously a huge concern of mine, as each implant is about $5,500. Maybe rub it down. Oh, wait. No, no, those are my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. <laughs> Letting you behind the curtain there, Lance. <laughs> um, the timing on this is all fucked up. Okay. Let's go back. Let's dissect this. Let's get Zapruder film okay. on this before I get into my okay. notes about what I want to run into. <laughs> okay. Um, I had an implant placed today for 213. Uh-huh. It was extracted in the base, which I'm assuming is the graft. I think she means fixture. Placed. Okay, so you think she had an immediate implant four months That's ago. That's what it's... That makes more I sense. I think so, yeah. Reading through it, I think that the fixture was four months ago. Yeah. And then a month ago, they... And a month ago, they did the second yeah. stage. Uncovered it, got the healing cap. Uncovered yeah. it, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense because it was like, if they did extracted it and grafted it four months ago and then put the fixture in a month ago... Today, yeah. it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be ready. So I think you're right. I think it had to have been an immediate. Immediate at 13. Yeah, and more cross sections at 13. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm. I say that as a fucking guy who's placed one implant in his career, <laughs> and it was an immediate implant at number five. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have like zero fucking authority. My Q score on implant placement discussion is is like a negative zero. Um, sure. What so do you put anything in the implant? I know that some people put like triple antibiotic and stuff like that at some point inside the implant. In the implant itself? I've heard of that. Like in the like you know, implants in and now like you're doing the uncovery surgery like a month yeah, ago, right? Uh-huh. And, and you're gonna put a healing cap in. When you put the healing cap in, you put a little bit of triple antibiotic ointment in there. Uh-huh. Is that a thing? Have no, I heard that? Or some am I people just making that. Some shit people up? do that. I don't routinely do that, but um, I know some people that just like dip it in chlorhexidine before they screw it in, just to feel better. The healing above, yeah. you mean, or the healing mm-hmm. cap? But technically, the healing cap you're putting in is sterile, right? right? Taking right out of the package, putting it right in. That's why I don't do it. So why do you have to dip yeah. it in? Anything? I think it's just peace of mind, but I don't find it necessary and haven't had issues, so. How about this? How about how about just I know I know you're not Catholic, Lance, but maybe rubbing it down with some holy water. Well, it probably is just as good as the chlorhexidine. <laughs> I mean, here's the here's the thing about holy uh-huh. water. And again, as someone who has zero authority on this, is like I'd never touched holy water. You may in my have. Not, you don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> nothing's burned me, so. Um, <laughs> I don't think it, it doesn't taste any different. It doesn't like taste like grape Kool-Aid or anything, does it? It's just water, right? Well, I think it's got a little bit of sedatives in there. <laughs> sedatives for the masses. Uh-huh. Um, I think what she's feeling is like, oh, this was too simple of a procedure, right? Yeah, and there are times where I've been told to slow it down or do a song and dance because if it seems too simple... That's a thing. Is I think you need to add a song uh-huh. and dance. I have a playlist that I um, I choose from. Yeah, is it like the Hamilton <laughs> soundtrack stuff like that? No, I, I think that was one. Since I do a lot of guided implants, um, I found that a lot of them are like, wait, I spent thousands for this because the guided surgery itself it goes so well that it might be only be like ten minutes. 
and I, so I tell them, hey, look, it used to be that we would plan for a half hour and then it was an hour and a half of a surgery. Now we plan for an hour and a half and it's a half hour surgery. So uh, you get a better experience. It's more predictable and all this, that. If I don't say yeah. that, they usually go, shit, I spent a couple thousand dollars and you were only there for five minutes. Okay. So now I still try to make it. So I still do a little bit of song and dance to make it uh, draw it out a little bit. But for the most part, I've already warned them it's going to be uh, simple. It's going to be yeah. fast. When you sing from the Hamilton soundtrack, which which song is your favorite one? Do you like that one that goes, Eliza? That's like your favorite part when you come in, you say that? Sure. I've never seen Hamilton. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Jesus, Lance. <laughs> I'm going to go with Eliza. Welcome to 2018, Lance. <laughs> I hear people like it. Um, I couldn't say. It's I good. The, it's good. The, during the COVID shutdown, they broadcast it on some channel, and I started like five minutes in, and and I changed channels. I just, no, it's like a three hour thing. Like you got to sit down and fucking do it. You know, like it's not like <sighs> oh, I'm just going to check this out for a few minutes and bounce. Yeah, yes, sit. Um, I, I wasn't in the mood. So in the old days, okay. and remember, this, I have a, a, a implant placement score Q score of zero. Okay, right? like it's just not my thing. And we say old days. Um, you mean like the eighties? Yes, in 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 the eighties when I was um, watching the fucking Goonies and reading about implant restoration. No, like, um, you know, several years ago, um, you know, when it would come before I knew better, Uh when it would come in and I'd put a fucking snappy cap Uh on it and pop an impression, and then they'd come back and I'd put a fucking stock abutment on it and cement a crown Uh in and not know what the fuck I was doing. And it took five minutes to take a snappy cap, and it took five minutes to cement the to put the uh, abutment on and cement the the crown. It did feel like you needed a, a song and dance, but now with digital and putting a scan body mm-hmm. on and scanning it, that like I think that right there is sort of like ooh, yeah. uh, like that is sort of a, a song and dance per se because uh-huh. they've probably not seen anything like that, or if they have, it's only at your office. Yeah for another procedure or in the prep procedure for this or whatever, but now you got a scan body on it. You're doing this, you're doing that. So this, that has kind of changed the impression appointment where it's not just like snap a basket yep. on it and pop it and go. Yeah. Um, so the scan has helped. And then like doing pretty much everything I possibly can screw retain. Mm-hmm. Like it's, those aren't necessarily the fastest deliveries. And she even says it yeah. here, he screwed it in like that, you know, it would take, like and then he closed the access. Like that's at least fifteen to twenty yeah. minutes. So he's spending all this time here. She's very specifically concerned with not clean. Like, does she want him to do a profi when he has the healing above yeah. and off? Yeah, probably. Probably just doesn't realize. I mean, it almost sounds like he didn't even rinse with the three-way syringe. Yeah. How do you, that's one thing, like, I just can't take off a healing abutment generally mm-hmm. without there just being there's shit There's always something everywhere. there. Like, they just bleed almost yeah, immediately. Yeah, so I'm usually rinsing just because there's, there's right. smegma everywhere. And, like, I need to be able to, there's no. what? <laughs> there was what everywhere? Cheese. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure you said smegma. <laughs> Do you think I, I would like to see per Ingmar Brandemark uh-huh. ever described a phenomenon of finding smegma in a need a, in, a double blind study on this one? Yeah, in, in the transmucosal zone of an implant, transmucosal implant smegma. There's our title right there. It took 47 minutes, but we, we were, got it. We were bound to find one. <laughs> At first, it was like a dog humping your leg uh-huh. or something. You know, like I was thinking of that. Now, transmucosal um, implant smegma is is by far where, where we're at. That's a winner. There's always schmutz, and like I I find it hard to believe. I it's hard for me to to you take that off and you get all it's like you have all that stuff in there. Like you got to get it out of there to be able to see mm-hmm. to either put on your scan body mm-hmm. or put on your coping or to to deliver your crown. Yeah. Um, and I screw, you know, so I, I'm lucky I have a, have a good lab and, and our workflow on screw retained restorations are pretty good. It's, it's pretty rare. I have to adjust mm-hmm. them, but they're still not the easiest of deliveries. Like if there is something that needs to be adjusted, mm-hmm. tr- trying to figure out like, you know, are you all the way down? Cause I don't want, I only want to take one x-ray. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take more than right. one. Um, 
you know, all, all of that stuff, like they're just not easy deliveries. And it's hard for me to imagine that it went so smoothly that she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, maybe she's just expected it to taste like iodine or something. And, and well, that's the thing. Like, all right. So we got, we could do holy water. We could do children's tears from last mm-hmm. week. We can harvest them from the children's baking championship. Iodine is one of those things. I think it just has to taste yeah. bad. Whatever you rinse her with, it just has to taste John bad. Hall's kombucha. It's it, there's so much. <laughs> the kombucha is. It comes right back to that. It's, it's, it's it, useful for everything. Even just some viscostat. Mm-hmm. And it's like. I remember in dental school, one of my operative faculty was like, topical anesthetic doesn't do shit. <laughs> he used to uh-huh. say this. His name was Dave Overton. I love him. He's he's passed mm. away now. God rest his soul. Great guy. Great teacher. But could be a dick. <laughs> Op- topical den- topical anesthetic doesn't do shit. If you just swipe it across their tongue, they're gonna get. They're gonna feel like they're just as numb up, you know, or wherever you're gonna do that infiltration as if you rubbed all that topical all over there. It's like it's all in their mind. It's all. It's all a trick. So he's like, don't even put it where you're gonna do the injection. Just put it on their tongue, and they'll think they're all kinds of numb. <laughs> um, and and so that's kind of the the principle that I would do here is is just splash some shit on their tongue. Yeah. Hold on, this is really, you know, important medicine. We have to get in there to clean this area. Yeah. I just, I'm always a marvel of people who think that, like, the mouth is sterile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking wild. I wish, this is, uh, unfortunately, this is not the case. I just clicked on on their post history. I was so wishing for, like, a super, like, randy story of, like, like, double anal <laughs> <laughs> like ass to mouth penetration or okay. something. And be like, you're fucking worried about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about him rinsing with some iodine around your implant when you went ass to mouth on some guy you just met on Tinder. So I'm wondering, uh, but so they, they've had four failed root canals that they say all need to be extracted or replaced. I wonder if the other ones were at a different office and they swabbed John Hall's kombucha and, and shit. And the, because this time they didn't get that bad taste, they wonder if a, yeah. something got skipped. They wonder. It's just the same fucking dentist that did those fillings for Brad's patient. Yeah. Is, is who did those fucking endos. <laughs> it, it's just somebody who's shitty at endo is all yeah, it is. It's exactly what it is. It's someone who's shitty at endo. <laughs> um, yeah. So just take some, um, take some, I like, um, oh, what's that shit that you clean? Peroxyl? No, what's that shit that you Super-oxyl? clean? Uh, schmutz? Superoxyl. Superoxyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a dilute a little bit of it, drop it on the patient's tongue. Yeah. Oh, I'm cleaning all this yeah. out. Cleaning all it out. Cleaning all it out. And then, all right, now fucking do yeah. your shit. Can you taste how clean that is? Mm. Can you taste how clean it is? <laughs> mm. So clean. So clean. Um, yeah, no post history, unfortunately. Uh, Fuck, I was hoping for something That's too good. bad. Maybe those four failed endos. We need a study. We do need a double double randomized blind study on whether ass-to-mouth leads to failed endos. Because <laughs> don't they find, like, efocalis in a lot of, like, those failed endo, like, chronic apical perio lesions, like, the the, the culture of those out, like, efocalis they might, is in there. They might, yeah. I think you might be right. Hmm. <laughs> Should we put... I, <laughs> I want an endodontist to put that on their medical history. <laughs> It's like, have you ever done ass to mouth? Question mark. <laughs> this is purely because this might lead to uh-huh. failure of your endo. I need to know. That's right. <laughs> and do you have it on video? Didn't, didn't plan. I don't want to see that. I do not want to see that. I have no interest in seeing that. That is not a, like a genre that I am no, into. No, <laughs> not, not uh, uh, no. Uh, not interested. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, if you do have some friends who are into that, um, don't don't judge them. Tell them about our show. Um, that's how we grow the show. One new <laughs> ass-to-mouth lover at a time. Um, <laughs> hit us up with a rating. What is your favorite number, Lance? Big fan of five. I love the number five. Um I believe am I am I wrong in that Chad Henney, um, uh, Kansas City, that could be Chiefs backup quarterback is number five. 
Let's check this out. I just have to see. I almost closed out of our chat window here. Um, Seven. No, Chad Henney's number no, four. He's number yeah, he's four. four. Um, let's see who who's five on the Chiefs. This is a riveting podcast. Yeah. Um, it looks like their holder is where's number five. Okay. Um, so that's always great. Um, Aguiar, whoever okay. that is. Who are they playing? The Bills. Yeah. That should be a good one. Matt, uh, backup quarterback, um, Matt Barkley. Where's number five? Oh, okay. He was USC, right? Bills. Yes, he was. Um, who else do we have? Packers. Packers probably have the number five retired. Yeah, Paul Horning, oh. who died recently. Oh, yeah. Number there you five. Go. And then Buccaneers. Um. Oh, Josh Freeman, quarter, Buck, uh, former Bucks quarterback Josh Freeman. War number five. Looks like he's the last person. All right, then. To do so for the Buccaneers. So not a great... It's five's not a great sports Not number, so much. Unfortunately. Not so much. Not a lot of great number fives. Um, oh, well. That's still the number of stars But, but please, give us five. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Uh, Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Uh, funny shit for Dennis and Dental Team members. Um, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram. At DR Timmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram. At Joshua Austin DDS. Mash that follow button. Um, I got a song submission from a listener okay. who happens to be um, our Canadian hygienist friend. Ah. And... Uh, she does a podcast called Tooth uh, or Dare. Right. And her co-host, Katrina Sanders, the dental wine genist, um, her dad died oh. um, a couple weeks before Christmas. Um, like while they were recording the show, they were like recording an episode and her dad called and they were like recording. So she sent it to voicemail and he, like there was a voicemail oh. of like silence. And then it ended up that, that he had died. And so, obviously, she's, you know, been having a hard time. And then me with Glenn. And so, Irene sent a song suggestion. She says, um, hey, boys, it's been a rough few weeks for our co-hosts, huh? Uh, I'd like to make a song request if you guys do that kind of shit. What the fucking Casey Kasem here. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Our thoughts go out to our friends, uh, the Tooth or Dare podcast and Working Interferences, who are just trying to keep it together. The song is Save You. From OK Will. Hmm. I don't know that band. I do not. Uh, let's look into OK Will. Um, let's see. I typed out the whole thing, so I can't find stuff about the band. Um, OK Will is a musical artist. It's <laughs> pretty much all it says. Um Straight out of South Carolina, burst on the indie scene in 2018, combining solid electronica jams with a happy-go-lucky vibe. I don't know where from South Carolina, but I think that's good enough. Yeah. Maybe. So this is, uh, I've not heard the song. It may be garbage, um, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, this is straight from our friend, Truth Life Irene. This is Save You by OK Will. For uh, OK Lance Timmerman <laughs> and OK Joshua Austin, <laughs> um, peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
Oh my. 